Hello and welcome to Stephen Rollins Beer Podcast number 248. Wow, 248. Steve, 248, anything you can tell me about that? The number plus 248 is the dialing code for the Seychelles. Ooh, that's a nice this time of year. You're welcome. Hold, hold that mental image for a minute. Seychelles. She says Seychelles on the seashore. Ooh, uh-huh. talented. What are you doing here? Yeah, I'm back. And are you hotter than hot things? Nah. No? Nah, just back. Are you... Uh, I'm still surprised you're still here. Oh, it's yeah. like two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Me and the Northern Monkey did it last week. E. E, brown beer. Mmm, I like beer. Mmm, where's me whippet? <laughs> Let's share some with me whippet. Black cap. Mmm. Pie and gravy. That's all I... That, that, that's, that's, it. That's, that's what I think he says to me. <laughs> I don't really understand his words, so um, I just make stuff up in my head as he talks. And I was like, yes, Gary. Yes, Gary. I don't even know if his name's Gary. It's not. Okay. No. Northern Monkey. Northern Monkey. Okay. Um, so, um, in, in a shameless plug, shall oh. we drink some Red Willow today? Oh, nicely done. Uh, yeah, this is shameless from Red Willow we've got this week. In a can. There's lots of cans in this box, aren't there? There are. There are. This is the first um, beer that Red Willow have done in a can. Yeah. It's... Um, don't say yes if you know. I'm giving yeah. you something interesting to talk knowledge. about. Yeah. It's the, uh, the first one of their new canning line that they have. So, um, isn't the owner of Red Willow used to be some kind of biochemist or something? Yeah. Uh, totally. So maybe canning's good. Because he'll understand all of the chemical reactions and stuff so. that, things I, that can go wrong. There's certainly a good reason for cans. If you're clever at that kind of stuff, mm. I think you will appreciate all of the, the theoretical advantages of cans in terms of oxygen reduction and not getting light in there and that kind of thing. Where is Red Willow based? Macclesfield. So how does somebody go from Palo Alto to Macclesfield? I assume they're a masochist, really. I... I, I... That's, I mean, that'd be real ends of the spectrum, isn't it? Yeah, I assume they just hate themselves very much. And uh, I don't know. So I was so last Monday I was in Port Street um, with my good friend uh, Gordon, and we were drinking beer in there. Good place to be to drink it is. beer. Um, and we got talking about Red Willow, um, mm. and we got talking about Red Willow. How I I like their beers. But you forget you like their beers. I forget I like their beers because yeah. their branding so... It's not nap. And I, I, we should talk about the branding of this can because I think it's a, it's a massive departure for, for them. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm pleased for that. But they, their pump clips are just a bit flat and a bit boring. And I don't see them. And I don't see their bottles and cans so much in uh, the place. See, I, I think I, I suffer a little bit because for, at one stage... They were a little bit in lots of places, and I often saw them in places that I didn't associate with the kind of beer that I really loved. Mm. So they've been in Macclesfield since 2010, and if you drank in uh, like the Brian Price pubs, for example, mm. there are quite a few trader pubs around around our area. Nice restaurant, shit beer. Yeah, <laughs> they, I've had Red Willow there before. Okay, on on cask. Yeah. Um, and I would often choose the Red Willow there because I would know it would be one of the nicest beers that they would have there yeah but that doesn't in my head that put them in a certain group rather than in the kind of 
beers that I'd go to buy a can of from a bottle shop. Were they part of this Sainsbury's thing as well a couple of years I think ago? They might have been. Yeah, um, where they were the one that, that, that you had to buy. And like, it's a completely yeah. broken thing as well because people are going Sainsbury's. I think a chocolate, vanilla, chilli, tomato, steak, one or something. Um, but um, I sure I remember one of their beers in there and I was kind of like, I was pretty underwhelmed because I think they'd gone for something that they thought might... Yeah, I mean, they are one of those brewers, I think they they have got a bit of a range. They have always brewed some really out there stuff. They've also brewed some much more kind of main main market stuff. Mm. Um, And uh, if you're a regional brewer, which is effectively what they were in 2010, yeah, you need to do that to kind of get your sales. They've also got a tap. If you're in Macclesfield, you can go to their... Um, the brewery tap mm-hmm. um, which is weird okay so this is one of the branding things I have for Red Willow how far, how far is it from this train station well not far at all like five minutes walk ooh okay that sounds like an, a, a, yeah, an even out actually Macclesfield has got a couple of places worth going surprisingly mm-hmm. um, for a nice beer um, but you comment on the branding first I'll talk about the tap room afterwards what do yeah. you think of branding? Okay, so I'm noticing a couple of interesting things on this, and and, and and like these are the kind of things I notice now. So for people that don't know me or don't listen very often, I spend most half of my life in Sweden. Mm. Uh, and only if you've ever noticed that on the back of cans, you get pant, yeah, and one kroner. So it's one kroner, and it's okay. law in Sweden that you have to uh, you have to put that on if you want to sell it in Sweden. Okay, what does that mean in? It's basically, so basically, Pant is a recycling scheme there that you have to pay, when you buy a can of beer, say it's, uh, yeah. say it's I don't know, 50 kroner, which is 5 euro, yeah? yeah? It'll be 50, one of those kroners will be for the can. Uh, so you okay. take it to any supermarket or local store, yeah. and you put it in a crushing machine, and it gives you a token for a kroner that you, kroner uh, okay. that you can spend. So it encourages recycling, they've yeah. got a massive recycling thing there. Um, and I also noticed when I was looking at the ingredients that it has uh, the ingredients of vatten, uh, corn malt, vetimalt, hummel, and yast. So I only know one of the, well, I, I can guess the others, but I yeah. know one of them, vatten is water. Yeah. Um, and, and it's got Swedish ingredients on, but it's also got Finnish ones and it's got some other, but I was like, that's interesting. So they're obviously that's moving a, into a fairly big export market. Yeah, if that's doing an export that. one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Brandon, I absolutely adore the can. I think it's really cool. If I saw that, I would want to buy that. I like the colours. I like the pattern on it. I think it's pretty. I don't think there's too much writing on it or too much clutter. Um, I kind of like it. I like it a lot. I like... I don't like it as much as you like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's relatively nice. I'm... I think it's a big departure from what I expect from them. For me, it isn't quite as big a departure. I think that at the font, actually, for me, I would like... I just find that font very uninspiring. Mm. I'm sorry, that's a, that's a terribly bad font, but... I like it. I do, I like it. And I, I like the brand, I like the colours. I think it's, it's really interesting. I think somebody just dropped a huge <laughs> piece of steel outside. There's no screaming, it must be all right. Yeah. Um, and it's carrying on. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, um, I'm, I'm but, impressed with it. I, I actually really like the, the, the brand very much. Um, I think we might be fair to say that our image, at least, of a lot of Red Willow's branding in the past has been it's fairly low-key. Yeah. Um, so I went to their tap house for the first time, and I got a certain image in my head of what I'd expect at a tap house from them. Yeah. And I guess it was a fairly traditional 
pub type of thing I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'd expect too. Maybe a fire, maybe an open yeah. fire. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, a bar with an old man standing at it with a flat cap on going uh, yeah, so with his dog. and We went to the bar and it's got a an electronic display board with all the beers on, mm-hmm. of which I think they had about 16 or 20. It had lots of polished mahogany kind of wood, gold kind of brass fittings everywhere. Mm. I was like, this this does not... It's nice. Do they do food? I think they do, yeah. I believe they do. I didn't try for that point. I, 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 was, I was... It was already been several other places already by that point, so we were well into the... We were well into the drinking. Um, but it just didn't fit with my image of what the rest of the brand was. It was nice. I like it. It's just different. I think it's a classic, a classic example of a brand missing its target audience and thinking that people think differently. And like, yeah, do, do you know what I mean? It's like, um, you know, I say the reason we got talked about in Port Street is they have a whole heap of the clips on the wall, mm. and we were talking about the clips. And it's funny that it's this this week because this was just Monday, and I was going, clips are just so boring. And Gordon was saying to me like he thinks it's his favourite brewery. Like he loves, yeah. loves it there. Like and then and then we started talking about Buxton, and he kind of like was a bit more like, <laughs> like. Uh, but then we got talking about books. This was interesting. Completely off topic. Sorry, everybody on the podcast. But um, the, the they got a new one of the IPAs, Buxton IPAs yeah. in there. Uh, I think it was a mango something or okay. But it was eight quid a pint for a five percent beer. Yeah. Okay. This is a question, isn't it? Yeah. So I asked the bar 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 lady because she was a lady and she was working behind the bar. I won't call her a person. And I said to her, why is it so expensive? And she said to me, Buxton's just got really expensive recently. And I was like, no, it hasn't. I've had loads of their beers cheap every day. <laughs> but I don't understand why it was expensive. But yeah, that's mm, off topic. Interesting one. Um, well, one to watch out for. Um, so yes, yeah, so this so, is um, this is a, a hoppy IPA. Yeah. Um, this is... Shamelessly hoppy IPA. Yeah. Um, so that's their thing. They're, they're all lusses. They do weightless and shameless and... Headless and other lusses. That's their, their theme. Um, and I've got to admit, I don't think that's helped them in my memory. Because I I struggle with like differentiating them in my head as to what's what. Mm. And which ones I've had and which ones I haven't. Mm. Also off topic, since you've gone off topic, I'm let me do it. Macclesfield, surprisingly good for breweries for somewhere that's not a really big place. Yeah. In my head, yeah. So it's got um, Red Willow. Very close to Manchester. Though. Yeah. Very it's also got the Macclesfield Brewing Company, who produced some really nice beers. Uh, it's got the Five Clouds Brewery Tap, who took over what used to be the bottle shop in town, uh, and who won the Thursday Games at uh, Indie Man year before, the first time I did that. Um, so yeah, it's not a, it's not a bad place. It's, it's a very odd place. It's central to a lot of major conurbations, though, because it you've is. got Stoke not far, you've got Manchester not far, you've got Liverpool that's not a million miles away, no. you've got um, Crewe. Yeah. Like, top- the other thing is, and this always used to be the thing, it's not so much now, mm. but like, you know, the real ale ones always used to be near train stations. Yeah. And it's a fairly major train station and a busy and it line. And has got a couple of nice real ale or places that serve kind of cask as well there that are nice to drink yeah. um, it's got a nice Scandinavian bar uh, if you want a nice bit of, this... a bit of food yeah it's a nice little Scandinavian restaurant there yeah what in Mackey yeah wow I'm going to have to go visit Mackey <laughs> look at it's... Roland working for the tourist board of Mackey's <laughs> 
But again, because it's on the train link, it's super easy to go to. You can have a beer and not, and not I stress. I think so many people in Mac actually work in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. So you've got lots of people who've got a taste for those kind of things that you have in Manchester, like Port Street, like all the Manchester breweries. And more actually, money in their pocket because they're living in Macclesfield, yeah, not in Manchester. Exactly. Yeah. Coming home to Mac and going, why can't I go and get, get some of this? And, well, you can now. Oh, I think I might take my girlfriend to that Scandinavian <laughs> restaurant so she can tut and <laughs> be disappointed. Um, You'll be more fr- troubled if they all start speaking the language you can't speak. Yeah, but it'll make it'll make a day. Um, <laughs> she likes to tut and <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, uh, we should talk about the beer. Uh, so it's a hoppy IPA. Um, the percentage of it is five point nine percent. So yeah, pretty pretty standard territory for um, for a good IPA. I yeah. find. Um, what do you think? It's all right. It's all right. All right. It, it is. I mean, it does all the things that it needs to do. There's a bit of bitterness there. There's a bit of hoppiness there. It's a little caramelly and sweet. But it's not really exciting me. It's not like punch of flavour that is distinctive and interesting for Okay, me. so use, your, use my measure for an IPA is, is always punk. Yeah. Where does it sit along punk? Because... That very Monday as I was coming back from Port Street, I've had a lovely full day of drinking. Okay. I was absolutely steaming, so I thought it was a smart idea to get train beers. And I forgot to get some from Port Street when I was there. So I went to um, I went to the Sainsbury's and bought some punk. And I was very satisfied, even after a day of lots of tasty <laughs> beers. Um, and a side note from that, I, I went to Marble um, mm. and had some lovely tasty beers yeah. there. But, yeah. Um, and on my measurement against something like punk, I think it holds up really good. Like, if I saw this on a shelf alongside punk, yeah, I'd take this. And that's high praise for me. Yeah. That is high praise for me. I like it. I think it's clean. It's sharp. It's got a hoppy. Now, I'm a bit disappointed they call it shamelessly hoppy because I don't think it is shamelessly hoppy. Yeah. I think it's a normally hopped IPA. Um, I don't think there's anything weird in it. It's not like I'm going, oh, I'm sucking on a nettle. Yeah, you know? but nobody's allowed to sell something as this is sufficient. Yeah, but but then don't say shamelessly hoppy. Like that's a little bit of a. So, but I, I, in general, I like the branding. I'm I'm coming round to the Red Willow kind of like I need to see more. Um, I, I need to taste more of their range. I need to remember tasting it. Mm. So that is a positive. This has only reinforced my belief that I need to do some more of that. Um, I like it. I think it's a good, solid, well-brewed, interesting beer that is not complicated. It's very simple. I'm going to go eight. Um, I think I probably carry a bit more baggage into this than than you do. Ah. Um, and... Lots of that is actually like positive in an, about the brewery. Did you get touched in Macclesfield, Roland? Ooh, no. Um, I do. I do know that some people from the Macclesfield homebrew stuff and from Phil Hardy, again, who's a friend of ours, who, who I know has been held stuff at the brewery before. And I know that the, the Red Willow have been super supportive and helpful with that kind of stuff uh, and very engaged in that kind of thing before, which is super positive. I've got a nice image of the people without actually ever having met any of them yeah um, however this beer kind of does what I thought it would do it's a nice IPA without being anything that makes me go yeah that's going to be really sticking my head as being really good 
it's a little but too... wouldn't it be a good core range IPA no it's a sufficient core range IPA oh, this is sufficient indeed. this is what you should yeah if, if they that's can't what a do... core range IPA should be sufficient no I don't know I, I, I think it wouldn't put me off but it's not making me rush back there's a little too much of the caramel for me to really like stand out for me I, I would have it a little less sweet no it, it's nice. can either. Not really, no. Oh, we love cans. I love cans. Cans are great. Cans are, and in fairness, like this is this has worked. It's held up well in the can. I think it doesn't feel like that's been a any detriment to it. So that's obviously worked out well for them. Um, and when cans are good, that's that's a good thing. Taking everywhere, but yeah, I'm not super loving this. I'm not disliking it. It's just not really making that much of a lasting impression. Um, and I'm going to go with seven. I'm going to go. I'm going to up mine to eight and a half. <laughs> Stephen the contraire. No, no, no. Like the more I'm drinking it, the more, and, and and your arguments don't stack up for me. You you're actually convincing me to like it more because I think this is a perfect core range IPA that isn't like it's delivering exactly what I want a core range IPA to do. It's six percent, so well five point nine percent. It's tasty. It's got some hops in. It's not too overly hopped. It's not too under hopped. I think it's really well brewed. I like the can. I like what they're doing with the branding. So I'm going. I'm going to give it an extra half a point. It's eight and a half from me. Well, I'm not shifting. It's just a That's bit. That's fine. You, you you continue to be wrong. Sufficient. Yeah. Without being anything memorable. Roland, as you've proved throughout your whole life, if you're wrong, you're consistently wrong. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. Well, on that positive note. We are. Shut up. Done. Done.